It's the podcast on a Tuesday morning. Tuesday. Well, they'll hear it this afternoon, but they won't Tuesday hear it at night. Tuesday afternoon. I have not eaten yet. Well, I did have cake pops for breakfast. I'm on hey. a cake pop journey. How's it going? Cake pop. There's so many. There's so many. Cake I, pops? There's cake pop recipes. Both. But there's a lot of cake pops in the house. <laughs> can you make a Taylor Swift cake pop and call it a cake pop? Yeah, I can only do circles. <laughs> Currently. Uh, but how do they do the shapes? Those little molds? Do you do the, mold, uh, but some, some people mold them with their hands. I did order, uh, I'll have to do a review. I'm going to do a, you remember the cake pop person who sent this cake pops that we ate? Yes. She does mold. With the amazing branding. Yeah, she does mold. So I bought ah. some mold. When I give it a what for. I told her I'm not that good at it though. So. It's a flower petal. Am I making that up? You are making that up. So I was on a customer felt... said. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's a tea. Corey had violated her own boundaries. No, I didn't. I said, do you do, you do taste tests? No. Like, now are you doing a taste test? That would be a boundary violation. Charged for it. And I said, you. How much did you charge for the taste test? Five dollars. Did she apply it towards her order? No. You just took her five bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I thought left the margin over. Never got <laughs> so I said, you want a taste test? I said, I don't do them. Is it Decker's? It's just, it's just a yellow heart. <laughs> Leftover, leftover. So she's going to say, I don't like the taste. Scrap my order. She can possibly say that. Okay, well, at least you got the $5. But now you're paying for the $5. Literally, because she rescheduled $5. A dollar rescheduled. What a podcast episode that. I had a real back and I said, I'm being taken. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. And Corey came in with a topic. Oh, topic. Oh, fervor? A fervor about talking about, and we named it Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. If you don't know, it's a show. They have a very thick accent. Before we jump in, tell them what the podcast is, and so I can play the music. Hold on. Okay, now. Welcome to the Baking It Down podcast. We are the twins, Heather and Corey, from a group on Facebook called the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. What we do is bring you a topic each and every week to your little ear holes. <laughs> I'm going to stumble, stumble over that one. <laughs> you stumbled over stumbling. <laughs> This week we have Peaky Blinders that we're bringing to you because I saw a post in the group, I want to say yesterday or the day before, and it was like, help me, I'm at my wit's end, should I quit? We're here to help. (laughs) We're here to discuss. (laughs) So the play on words there is looking over at competition, which is peaky, and then focusing on yourself, which is blinders. And you hear us say, focus on yourself, block out your competition. And in a way that is true. But on the other side of it, it is important to know what your competitors are doing, but in a healthy way. So oftentimes when we see people with an unhealthy obsession for what their competitors are doing, you'll see us say, you know, block their accounts, block their pages, Focus on yourself. Stop looking over the fence every time and wondering why their grass is greener. But if you have a healthy relationship with your competitors, it is valuable to see which direction they're going, what's working, what's not. It's almost like you can test marketing by not having to do any work, by just seeing what's going on with others. Yeah. And you know when someone someone is in a Facebook group and they make a post about something they're selling and you feel a little grimace on your face. Mm-hmm. Your heart shrinks three sizes. Isn't that the name of that purple guy from McDonald's that everyone's obsessed Grimace? with? Grimace? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't and know. You how to, this crazy how thing happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
that means you do not have a healthy relationship with that competitor. There's, you should be. A good business person would be excited to see somebody make that post so they can audit how the comments, they can audit what did they do good, what did they do bad, what can What I can take you from learn from this? And let me tell you, it's you're not one off if if you don't want everyone to succeed that's next to you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> but you can actually learn from your competition and then they can become your colleagues in a way. In a way. Yeah, that where you can shout them out. There's this macaron baker. Can I make a macaron? Yes. Can I make one as good as her? No. Guess who I ordered from? Her. I love her. She's so nice. Guess what? who she orders from for DIY kits? Me. Is that the ones you brought at Christmas? Yes, they were delicious. Great <laughs> lady. So I can approach her and I have a healthy relationship with her. I want her to succeed. When I see her post in a group, I'm the first one to comment saying these are amazing. But not all the time do we have a healthy relationship with the competition. And you have to know yourself. Like, do you have a healthy relationship with this person? No. We're going to have to block. Right. And oftentimes you'll see us say that in the main group, because in the main group of what, 43,000 people, a lot of bakers are very new there. And they have, you know, it's that frustrating, like, well, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. And that becomes almost like an obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you advance into your business, you've got to separate from those training wheels and say, hey, I know what this is. You know, I want everybody to win, but I got to also eat myself. And yeah. this is what we're trying to address in there. So once you realize, okay, I'm in business, I'm making money. I do not want to be obsessed, but I also want to learn from them, and I also don't want to block from them. This is a podcast for you. But again, it's going to be a healthy business-like approach. Remember the phrase that we always say, it's just business. There's no emotion in business. Yeah. So if you get emo- if you're very emotional when you see your business, this is not your podcast. I want to turn it off and go back <laughs> five years. And start to- <laughs> uh, but if you understand that the relationship between your business and others is actually they're a petri dish that you can learn from, and then incorporate into your business. Here's your podcast. So here's the first half of the podcast will be peaky, and the others will be blindest. Blindest. <laughs> and the play on that is here's what you should peek at, and here's what you should disregard. So Corey has the first one says, what kind of post are they making in groups? Are they investing in the community? And that's called strategic giving in a way if it's a charitable thing. Mm-hmm. But are they – you can see it when somebody makes a post in a Facebook group and said, oh, thank you so much, Baker. Dickie donated these. Yeah. That's a great way to grow your business. Oftentimes – you know, there's a strategy behind posting in groups. Mm. Posting in the middle of the night, you will get crookets. You know what I'm saying? What? As an admin of your local community <laughs> sure, group. Yeah. <laughs> if I schedule out a post, it does terrible. On a terrible. Terrible. Uh-huh. Not that anyone in a group can schedule it out. But I can, and mine as even the admin yeah. is absolutely crooked. Yeah. So I'd say, okay, based off of what I've learned, for the next couple months, I'm going to post them as I wake up. Yes. <laughs> so let's think. Let's think about our audience. If your audience is like my audience, they're moms, they have kids, mornings are busy. They're not sitting on their phones. No, they're in the car line trying to get their kid at the car. Mm. So posting at that time, I might not do as well. How can we learn? You don't even have to make the post. See when your competitor makes that group post and see the type of engagement. Right. If there is someone, if there is like local drama in your group, like, you know, someone hates someone else's kind of drama group. If you post while that post is trending, no, yeah. your post is not going to be there's seen. A, there was a, last week there was an airplane that had engine troubles leaving yes. Dallas and it landed on a very common on road a parkway, here. yeah. And, yeah, and it was, obs- like, the amount of posts in this extremely highly populated yes. area we live in, there's no way that any, like, here's a cookie, unless the cookie was the plane. <laughs> yeah, unless you, no way. you jumped on it. So, like, when you see other people post... 
and they have a ton of comments on theirs, they might have just hit the algorithm at the perfect time. And or you, they, know they were the algorithm. You might have posted during the plane landing, and that's why yours didn't get anything. It's not that they're better than you. It's just the algorithm. They were able to work it. One thing I really like, I and you know, she's a local, and we ordered our birthday cakes from her. Name's Lucy Q. She has somehow. Almost, I, 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 I say, I don't know how you did it. She's gotten this entire foodies group. There's a Northern Virginia foodies group. Yeah. Has 25,000, 30,000 people. 137,000. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where have you been? Not at the foodies group. (laughs) (laughs) I did not need to be there. But, uh, anytime you see it, somebody asking for a local cake baker, it's, she's probably tagged 30 times Uh with not just at Lucy Q. It is like at Lucy Q. She made my birthday a special treat. Here's a picture. I've loved this cake. I ordered from her ever since. It's really, and that engagement, if I was a competitor, instead of crying in my soup, my Northern Virginia foodies recommended soup, I would say, what has she done that's been able to get this level of just uh, I know. fandom? Really? I saw in another comment section in another group, someone's like, yeah, I don't like to post in Northern Virginia foodies, another cake baker, because someone has it pretty much on lock. And I know she was talking about Lucy Amber <laughs> because she has, but that's not the mentality to have. It's to say, what is Amber doing? She's creating relationships Almost with these make people. Amber your internet best. Watch <laughs> everything she does and in awe and say, how can I reverse engineer this? Right. At the end of the day, you... You can hate them, and then you can try to avoid them, and then lose sales, or you can see what they're doing. She, she don't care. You're avoiding her. No, she's in every every comment on every yeah. post. <laughs> she's not worried about you. But if you're saying, okay, again, remember, this is the point at which you're busy, in your business where you realize I make more money by keeping my enemies closer, <laughs> by by researching, by looking at what they're doing in river and coming up with a strategy to implement and test. If you can't look at somebody's post without feeling like animosity, anger, resentment, you're not there yet. Yeah. You got to do more business. You got to separate yourself from, you know, your income and understand that this is a strategy. Uh-huh. So are they investing in the local community? I know Amber, who's got that group unlocked, get, donates cakes all the time. She also is one uh, person that will make a cake. And this is this is where I think she gets it from is she'll do last minute cakes and they're quite a lot. Yeah. I've, I've never seen her say no. I don't know how she has 52 hours in her day and I only have 24 in mine. It's <laughs> really rude. Extra days. <laughs> uh, what she also does, there's this gentleman in the foodies group. He is kind of like the mascot of the foodies group. His name is Paul. Uh, exactly. And he about. goes everywhere. He, he eats everything. But she has strategically partnered with him that when he makes a post about hers, his posts always go off. He's a little, he's a, yeah, he's a mascot. He's like a, an influencer in the He's also very group. entertaining. He is, yes. You never know what's coming out next. <laughs> but she's partnered with him. And because of that partnership, she's reached so many more people because now the recommendation is coming from him for what her. He, what he'll do sometimes is he'll make all these funny posts irrelevant just about foodies, uh-huh. but then he'll uh, come. He, she'll give him something. Mm. I think it's, I could only guess it's probably free and then he'll mention it. But everyone's hanging off of his every word. So it's a great resource. And now as you're peaky, you're not blinders. You can say, that is so interesting. I wonder if I could find somebody else. What I wouldn't do is say, hey, Paul, I see that you're getting freebies from somebody else. I want to be on that list too. I think that's a little bit. I think you could create a relationship. Paul <laughs> yeah. eats multiple yeah. times per day. <laughs> I've seen them all. So you could m- maybe get on his list his whatever PR list. I don't think he has one. I think he's pretty. He lives in our sister's neighborhood, which is crazy. <laughs> Tell us, I saw Paul running. <laughs> then we have, uh, Corey, you have focusing on local spots and about towns. So a lot of times people will say, I posted my pre-sales for Valentine's Day. No one even commented on the post. First off, 
we'd have to look through your posts? Like, are is it just me, me, me? Order from me. Let's take Paul back into this. Paul, don't know a lot about him, but he goes to all these restaurants and posts in this group of apparently 130,000 people. And none of the posts are necessarily about him. We don't know. I don't know what he does for work. I don't know if he's selling anything. I don't think he is. I think he has a normal job. Yeah. But but what he's doing is he's about town. He goes to these new restaurants. He people goes to these- are frothing to wait for – he loves – a good burger. Yeah. Which we all love a good burger. Yeah. So we're waiting for him to test out something. So he went to the Mountain Leesburg, oh, which is the base knees of burger joints, and was like, this is amazing. You get like this much patty. Is it Leesburg or Leesburg? I know. one have a Leesburg. Yeah. <laughs> so you think now let's reverse, even though he's not our direct competition, let's reverse engineer what he's doing. He's going around and he's giving people information before he ever sells. I actually never seen him sell, but think about it in terms of a baker. If you're like, well, I posted my pre-sale and that's the only post ever made in this group for three years you're just a taker remember what yeah. we say give 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 take and you're just take 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 why does nobody give so because you're not giving absolutely what you could do and i saw in local groups people are looking for valentine's day menus from restaurants oh, you know nice like one. where we went to california pizza kitchen and it's like Great 90 idea. bucks and you yeah. get two pizzas or whatever what if you put together one of those, like, you can get it from here. Here's how much it will cost you. Here's and you might say, spot. well, you're making me go to these restaurants and spend money. No, you could call them. You could get on the internet. You could do research. You're doing the research. And that's the give part so that when you're pre- – you're creating a community, a following, just like Paul does when you do stuff like that. For example, Corey is trying to resuscitate her local community group. It was not dead. Clear. <laughs> Then you're going, and it's a lot of work. It's a little videos. Like Corey directed me to the ice cream store, kicking and screaming. (laughs) Ice screaming. (laughs) Good, that's good. And then she put together a video. Of course, a lot of people already know how that ice cream store works. It changes out its flavors every two days, but it is hitting the pavement, literally driving to some place, awkwardly getting out your phone. We had to talk to the girl at the front desk. Hey, do you mind if we film here? You're just going to post it and then in posting that. And you might be like, well, that's a ton of work. Yeah, welcome to business. It's all a ton of work. (laughs) But what I'm doing is people know me as the cookie lady and then I'm posting these in the local community group. It's not asking for a sale. If anything, I'm asking for you to buy from this local shop. But you're going to see my name. You're going to see my name posting about this ice cream Mm -hmm. shop. And then on Saturday when you can do your sales, you're going to see me posting about my cookies. You know what I really like about that concept is a lot of these established businesses where you think, well, I don't even need to feature this, you know, 100-year-old pizza shop. Everybody knows it. People love to see a brand they already loved. They love it. They love it. So when you posted about the ice cream shop, people are like, I love this place. Yeah. Like, they didn't need to know anything, but they wanted to be like, oh, I know what this, this is recognizable to me. This uh-huh. is a place that I've supported. And all you did was like, yeah, and I went there too. And right. It. I'm not, I'm not like, <laughs> there's no science experiment. I'm literally just filming my order. <laughs> we went to this Pad Thai restaurant I've gone to for just over a decade, but a car, like a little kid, 16 year old was driving his mom's Porsche and she was in the passenger seat. He doesn't remember how to press the brake, accidentally presses the gas, drives right through this yeah. store. Nobody's hurt. But it shut down the business for over a month trying to rebuild it and stuff. So when it opened, Corey and I went, she gets out of the iPhone, does a little twirly do in the parking lot, <laughs> and then posts to this community group saying, hey, I just want to let everyone know the Pad Thai place everyone loves is open. And everyone's like, oh my goodness, I love it. And we're getting like recounts of the last time these people yeah, have done what they there. ordered, how it tasted and smelled yeah. and made them feel. <laughs> so now when somebody sees Corey, they're going to be like, oh, she goes to those places. I like, And then she's going to make that sales post and people are going to be like, I can see it. I, I already liked her content. Yeah. Plus you like the content I'm making that doesn't make you feel like you're being sold to. 
that when you see the post where I am selling to you, you're going to have less defenses mm-hmm. up so that you're more apt to maybe comment on it. Even a comment helps, you know, and I, I never be like, all right. I'll I'm say that me. this is the biggest offense uh, that Cookier makes in a community group is the constant, only, I only post on sales Saturdays. I know. And I only hear to hawk my wares. And I think that that's probably the most devastating thing. Then you look over and you see this other cookie, this other baker who's poured effort into their community. When they make their post, it skyrockets and then you're left shunned. And you're like, oh, they, they, everyone just likes them. They like them because they did things yeah. that are likable. Yeah. And it's so easy to get tunnel vision there and be like, no, they just make better sales. You know. Too much peaking, not enough blinder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Corey says, uh, considering your Facebook stories, Instagram stories, are your stories just about you? Or are they strategic shares? Now, I know you've been working on this one on the Instagram for that <gasps> local community. Page. <laughs> not that one. It was like, Claire. <laughs> That one was resuscitated. We got no positive. I will say. The doctor is trying to look at you. Mouth the words. Okay, so do I like spending all my time engaging with other people's content? No, I'd much rather be watching TV, TikTok. But what I can do is in the evenings, I do like to watch TV before I go to bed. No way. You hide it so well. I know. I finished all of House. Do you watch House again? Again. So now we're done. So now we're at. What's the show Summer's watching that um, uh, Grey's Anatomy? Have you watched that? I've watched half of it. Yeah. It's got to be on only the two things I subscribe to. (laughs) So right now, I'm so sorry. You, that you steal passwords for. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm at CSI Crime Scene. Remember? Las (laughs) Vegas. Great. Is that the original one? Yeah. (laughs) I'm back in there. Who's the main guy that I like? Chris. Chris. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So while, because I've already seen the show and it's a good one you can cruise online while you're watching they're bringing back svu they are Uh with the main characters two main characters are back and some of the lawyers are back i do like her they said you've been waiting forever yes we have (laughs) you had to you had to like get your blood drawn to see where you're allowed to stream it or something (laughs) uh so while i'm watching csi (laughs) and house i can get on there and i can give people not just liking their content like some uh local flower shop posted like you know the string of hearts which is a cool flower thing right so they're like oh that's so cool i've always wanted what tips do you have to keep those alive that's a great one you started it well you've already guaranteed engagement assuming that they're trying to grow their absolutely account too. i mean is it a desert wasteland it's so funny business owners like how do we crack engagement but when you give it to them they're like ah, yeah never that's not it keep lucky <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like i'm wasting time there but i'm not it's a slow growth but i'm posting the content there i'm investing in people's content there i like it i like it so when so if you if i audited some of the cookie pages it's just bye 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 Bye. Here's my kid. Bye bye. Here's like, a sneak peek of what I'm making. Here's what you can expect to get buy next it. week. And buy this. And it's like, oh, your page is just, I'm going to call it a mall kiosk. When you go to the mall and the and kiosks you, and in you the like try to dip your, yeah. Heather and, and me have this thing. We have a root. Oh, yeah. Corey will be like, <laughs> oh my goodness, look at this on my phone. I'm like, oh, no way she said that. As soon as you pass kiosk, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> because you feel so sold to that you know that they're not investing in you when they're like, ma'am, your hair is so pretty. They don't mean it. They're just trying to make a sale. So what me and Heather are saying is if you see a local uh, shop that's having maybe a grand opening or mm-hmm. they're running a discount also, or corporate something like that. corporate girl era. era that's how I, yeah, absolutely. You share them. 
share them to your audience. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, that's just helping that when I'm trying to make sales myself. And my audience doesn't want to see them. Uh, your audience wants to not see it <laughs> be sold to 100% of the time. It makes it really one-dimensional. It makes your page very unvaluable when we want it to be invaluable. Yeah. It makes me want to come to your page only when I need something. Mm -hmm. So I don't always need something. I want to say the average person maybe orders custom cookies, maybe two or three times a year for big events. Mm -hmm. Usually, you know, Christmas, definitely birthdays. You know who's cracked the code? Real estate agents. They have to because everyone, like you, I'm sorry, you hire a real estate agent and you're basically, here's $30,000 on, <laughs> on Instagram. They have not crackled the code. <laughs> no. Yeah, because you got the sloppy, yeah. lazy real estate agent. But when you see real estate agents now, I mean, there's only so many times you can be like, here's the house and mm-hmm. it has four walls. So what they've done is like, here's the about town stuff. I, uh, yeah. You know, Google does like a, if you ever click on the Google icon on an Android phone, it pulls up articles of things that are related to your search history. And it says, here's stuff you can read. That's why I knew Acura was getting rid of trackpads. <laughs> okay. Do not want Acura remote. <laughs> and it, it it pulls also YouTube videos into it as well. So one of the YouTube videos is like, here is everything you need to know about McLean, Virginia. And I was like, oh, that's such an interesting YouTube video. I don't know what it is. So I clicked on it and it's a real estate agent. And yeah. he's like, hey, here's the media income. Here's the richest person that lives there. Here's what traffic looks like. And now you can see, instead of saying, here's this house, here's this house, here's this house, here's this house, he said, here's everything you need to know about this area, and here's a house for sale in it. Right. Yeah. So eventually, like, so he's built himself up as this McLeanian guru, Mm -hmm. and then when he has a house to sell, you're You're more apt to to watch it or to to think about it because he's invested in you. Now, everyone who's listening to the podcast right now and is going to go share one story today and hope that they make sales tomorrow, it's a long con. That's our next actual point. Oh, nice. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're hired. (laughs) You start (laughs) years ago when we started this. Uh, Corey and I were work in marketing, right? And we'd hire these clients and, you know, we'd resuscitate their pages and build them up and they'd get all this great engagement and they'd be like, well, I can do this. I don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> and we're like, Gee, thanks. I love you too. And then they'd be like, okay, yeah, we're kind of, we're going to take marketing in-house. We're like, okay. And then for six months they said, yeah, I never need it. I can do this myself. It just, it, I, it works. But that's because the way marketing works is not an on and off switch. It's not I post it, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. It's I post, I post, nothing's happening. I post, I post. If you if you look at how we started the sugar cookie marketing group, for an entire year, it was just a loss, a complete loss for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Podcast equipment was funded by the other company. The content, the time investment we were not paid for, it because it was the powering up of a jet engine versus yeah. a light switch that everyone likes to think marketing is on and off, on and off, right? Like, oh, I have a pre-sale, let's turn it on. Oh, pre-sale's done and I'm going on vacation, turn it off. If marketing was on and off. Uh, we, we would all be bazillionaires. We would just be like, oh, I'm going to feel like making a million dollars today. But it's almost like pushing a shopping cart up the biggest hill. And two wheels. One wheel doesn't turn. The other wheel has a lot of hair That's on it. it. <laughs> and it's wiggling too fast. Uh, and it's creaking so you can't move it. Yeah. So when we – like Corey's like, you're going to run out and share a story and be like, where are my leads? I did exactly what they said. I put on my peakies and my blinders and I made no money. So I'm going to scrap this entire idea. Uh-huh. They were wrong. No, it has to take months. It's like turning an aircraft carrier around. So Corey and her group, she didn't think we have to resuscitate. We're turning an aircraft carrier around to kind of create like a strategy, a content bucket. And then I said to Corey, like, we'll have to keep this strategy up for three months at least to To see see. if it's going to stick. Just to see. And only, we're never going to stop it. We're going to tweak it. And we're going to look over at what the competitors are doing. And we're going to say, that was good. That I didn't like. And I don't think it did great for them. So we're going to scrap that on our end. Uh And then we're going to keep seeing if we can turn this thing around. And it's going to take forever. And it's going to feel like a waste of time. It It's going to feel 
like a waste of time. So shout out Sundays. <laughs> shout out Sundays is a test to see if we could say instead of everyone plugging their own business, can somebody else plug something else? Yeah. So it's a thread. You shout out a company or person in this thread. The first week, crickets. The second week, oddly, oddly. Great. Now we're in the third week, crickets again. Also, I scheduled it, and that's what I think the there problem you go. was. But we're we're, we're learning. learning. <laughs> we're learning. But if we scrapped it the first week, we wouldn't have seen that it kind of hit on the second week. And the third week, we wouldn't have known that scheduling wasn't the Yeah, week. absolutely. On Instagram, it feels like I am just giving my time away to these people who are not giving me any time back. Right. And I do want to quit. But I know that the long con is they're going to see this like from this like and this comment from the same account, and I'm going to win them over eventually. And then when they need something, they're going to come to me because I've invested in them. To bring it back to the original story of clients saying like, oh, we can do marketing in-house. For six months or so, they said, yeah, this was easy. Look, it's still going. And then they're going to see a slow drop off, not because they can't do marketing themselves. It's just because they were too busy. That's why they hired us in the first place. They're going to get too busy. And then slowly, they're going to be like, why isn't it working anymore? Well, you're seeing the residual of consistency over years and then now you're seeing the tail end of it dropping off. The amount of clients that we've had come back to us. Yeah, we had this one. The reason why I can speak to the real estate agent about town thing is because that was one of our clients Mm. and I thought it was a pretty good idea. It wasn't our idea. It was her idea to kind of do this about town thing. We gave her direction and then built her up. And consistency. I think she struggled with consistency. So then she says, well, I think I can do it myself. Suddenly all the the about town videos he scrapped and it just turned into a sell, 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 sell real estate. And then she came back, maybe I almost think a, a year, year or later. Yeah. And she said, I just don't get how you guys grew it. And I, I can't find anybody else who can do it. And hired us back again. Until she became the same. <laughs> I <to> walk away. <laughs> I to save myself. But uh, so it's that powering up and powering down. So you're all jazz that Corey said, share story and make money. But you're going to have to do that. I want you to take away the jazz music, right? Because yeah. you're about to walk into the gates of yes. hell of consistently doing something and seeing no results. Just wait. That's how marketing is. It takes a while for the jet engine to turn on. Now, tweaking, yes. Making small adjustments to make it better, yes. Turning it on, turning it off whenever you don't think it works, isn't it? So back to the post that Corey was reading initially before we started this, it was like, well, I haven't made a lot of posts. There it is. That That's the issue. That's the problem is that you weren't invested so your, your clients weren't either. Yeah. The problem is we came off of Christmas where we were posting all the time. We had a ton of content to work with. It was so easy to post because every post was making money or you were so busy teaching classes and making that. But then January comes around, you're like, but here's oh, I need also a the break. big thing in December is people are looking for you. Yes. You don't have to go looking for them. Yeah, so it's so much easier than January. Like, I need a break. I'm going to I'm gonna mm-hmm. take a break from everything. Then you come and you post your Valentine's Day offering. Of course it's crickets. You've fallen out of the algorithm. Yeah, you, you powered down. And then suddenly you wanted you wanted the jet engine to turn on with an on and off switch. And that's not the way it works. So you're thinking, well, I'm not making any sales in favor. Kids my class. It's, it's, it, guys, the, the market's turned. We're never selling yeah. cookies again. Who You know who's selling cookies? The person who didn't take the break. Or yeah. the person who padded their break with content. But you're like, okay, maybe I don't have many sales. I don't have anything coming in. That is so why I preach. Take a bunch of pictures of the of a set you did last year. And use, instead of posting them all in one where it's like this person posted 54 photos in one post, uh-huh. one photo. Great example. I have, if you follow our sugar cookie classes page, don't do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> so we got around to January's coming up with a class schedule and then scheduling out the post because it got a little busy in December. But um, Corey gave me. You literally did exactly what you said. Don't do 
don't do don't do that. I know I didn't do that, right? I know I can tell you I on and off switch is bad boy. But Corey had given me an external hard drive with photos that she's been taking over her years of baking. Some of these cookies are old because I remember eating them. And I'm like, okay, let me, you know, right screen popular upcoming weird holiday, left screen, searching Corey's photos to be like, hey guys, it's national take your dog and underwear to work day. <laughs> and then there's a cookie of a dog, yeah. right? And that's the content that we can use. And even though the cookie itself might be three or four years old, the content still yeah, is there. Yeah, because your audience is always changing people coming and going. You gain new followers. Here's the thing. I know what I posted last year. My audience does Absolutely. not remember. They don't even remember what they had for dinner yesterday. Yeah. So I can reuse the content. That's why I say when you're taking your photos and you're taking us, like, let's say you were doing a do not donut grow up and there's donuts <laughs> and numbers like. there. I don't want to. I don't know. Peace out. Take a picture of just the donuts uh-huh. because instead of just taking one picture of the set and being able to use it one time on National Donut Day – or when the new donut shop Here's opens up. Here's an interesting up. thing I saw you did on this external hard drive, right? You had these two donuts. They had little arms and hands yes. and face. Right. And some of them are around Valentine's Day props. And it was I was like, oh, this is Valentine's Day set. But some of them are just in a white background, yeah. which I can use on donut day, yes. which is not a Valentine's Day. Yeah. So you see how I'm getting more runway out of my efforts versus always making new content. Making new content is hard. Right. It's a full-time job. Right. So use what you've made in the past. Take a bunch of photos. That's why Acor makes it so simple to have different backdrops. Mm. So you can take a picture on a white backdrop or a marble one. And it gives that that Fresh photo content. new yeah. life. If you're worried that someone will connect this donut grow up to another donut grow up, your background, <laughs> the props, that can change a lot. And then you've already created it and you've already taken photos of it and you have it in in waiting for this time where you say, okay, I'm a little too busy or life happened and I can't make these yeah. things. But you didn't abandon your page. Uh, absolutely. And it makes it so much easier. If that is one thing people can get into their noggin, mm-hmm. you're, it's going to help you so much because I never stress about content. Mm-hmm. I have t- too much content. Right. Yeah, that is it's disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely clicking this folder. Is there a dog wearing underwear in this one? Uh, so that's peaky. Things to look over, things to take notes of, things to try. Corey and I will do it all the time. Like, oh, I saw this. I really liked how they did this. Let's try it over yeah. here. Yeah. Then we have blinders, and this is the other half of business. There's things that you just shouldn't focus on. It is a waste of time. It is taking up your brain space where that brain space should be taken up with strategy and pricing being the biggest one. So uh, in the thread, Corey, I didn't even need to read that thread. It's every thread I see people say, well, nothing's working, and I'm not posting. And they say that part real quiet. But but my competitors are at $10 a dozen. There's nothing I can do to touch that. So I'm going to pack it up. Uh, All I do is stare at their $10 a dozen. I just stare at that 10. I think of 10 all the time, 10, 10, 10. And and now I'm done, right? You can't, you got to put blinders on with your pricing. Assuming that you did the pricing math correctly, you priced out, you know, and kcost.net removed the excuse yeah. from everyone thinking that they don't know how to do it. Kcost.net is this free app where you can put in your recipe and it'll spit out what your minimum what price you can be. you have to charge to make it work. <laughs> you will, well, twins, and I can already hear it. Well, twins in the in the Facebook groups, they get tagged all the time and, and then they're only $10 and there's no way to compete with that. You're not competing with that. They they have a different audience and and on the other side of it, if they don't know their numbers, they're working at a net loss. You can only work for so long that way. Maybe they're doing it as a hobby, in which case they'll book up immediately yeah. at that price and then you'll be able to get people that are within your price range. When you know your numbers, you, you know that you cannot charge less than a specific number mm-hmm. and and the people that want to pay less than that that's not your audience because you cannot discount for your uh, for these people you're focused you need to put blinders on 
you need to focus, put blinders on their price and say, how can I make my product, which you can do through packaging, uh-huh. look even more well, worth it? That's going to be what separates yeah. you is your photos. That's going to get the high-end clientele. We did this on the podcast last mm-hmm. week. You know, there's things you could do to separate yourself that isn't always the pricing. Corey was talking about this, like uh, cake pops. They're kind of circles and they got a little drizzle on top and a little sprinkle on the top of that. Like there's not a lot. And yeah, you can make them in shapes and, and cake pop people. I'm impressed by you because Corey came up with a bunch of them have cracks in them. <laughs> what are these? Listen, we're, it's, a, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's like the jet engine. We're, we're warming her up. So Corey said, okay, if I can't, I mean, you can't make them any round. I guess you could make them rounder. Round effect. I mean, you can add, like, there's only so much elbow room with these cake pops if we're excluding shapes that the next thing that you need to tweak is packaging. And I think you were talking about this packaging you were testing where it uh-huh. displayed these cake pops in a way. So here's the thing. If you throw a cake pop in a box made for cookies and some shred on it, I'm going to say it doesn't look as nice. It looks kind of thrown together because what can you do these these cake pops? But then you get these packages. They're more expensive for sure. Made for cake pops. They're displaying the cake pops. Yeah. That's the gift that people want to give. The other one is like, I'm going to eat these in the car. <laughs> right. Save those. Selfies. So if I know the lady down the road selling cake pops and we're both selling round cake pops and she's just throwing it in a bakery box, but I have these dedicated, I can charge more. One, the packaging's more expensive, but it also has a higher end look because the packaging is made for it. Yes. Right. So instead of competing on pricing, you can't compete on price, especially if you in, if invest in these higher quality Now packages. that I know it, it, it cake pops and tail, they need me a million dollars. So you need to put blinders on with pricing. And then I, I can already hear you guys, but, 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 no. Put blinders on with pricing, know your numbers, and understand that there's a gas station up the street that charges 50 cents less per gallon. Yeah, I sit in it, and I sit in it for so long, and people are yelling at each other, and there's fights in the parking lot. The amount lot. of gas Heather waste sitting in line I probably barely break even. I'm probably <laughs> overpaying for the, for the But I'm, then also your stress, the time. Absolutely. Oh, you're like uh, the way the gas station is unfortunately set up on a corner of a major street and it forces the would-be gas getters yeah. to pour out into the road and block traffic. And the traffic people are, like, teaching a lesson with their horns. Absolutely. Just laying on it. Like, falling asleep on that horn. And your anxiety, your cortisol, you're going to die early yeah. if you're going to this gas But station. there's so many gas stations. And yeah. no one's looking at the – like, you there's gas stations right across the street. <laughs> yeah. Ruthann will be like, look at your gas station. I like that she calls it mine. And she's like, look at them all flowing into the road and causing a disruption. I would pay 50 cents more not to have to deal with that. Absolutely. And what she does, she never goes to that gas I know station. a common thing is people like, check out the bread aisle. You know, there's so many different types of breads from different companies, different pricing. It doesn't have the Italy flag on it. It's trashed. Listen, me and my husband, we're different bread people. Yeah? He's a cheap bread man. No. When it starts flaking off before you even He's get He's looking at pricing. And he's going for the cheapest priced bread. That's not me. We are not cut from the same bread but fabric. he's going to find that bread baker that says $5 a loaf, and that's going to be his thing. Corey's going to be like, I want the highest quality ingredients in my bread. You also, you're a bread snob. You are a bread snob. I love bread. Aren't you? We want a sourdough class in? We are. March 9th. <laughs> <laughs> so Corey's a bread snob and doesn't want the cheapest bread. She doesn't want the cheapest price. In fact, she relates quality to I price. do. If you are a dollar bread loaf, you're probably trash. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. But in my mind, if it's right. a higher end bread, it's going to be more expensive. You spent more time on it. The ingredients are better. I, 
Yeah. I'm I'm your quality audience. And you're out there waiting to see. And what ha- is happening is you're going to see a lot of people fight for the $10 a dozen. Who wouldn't, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. It's that somebody's like, I want to treat myself. And I'm yeah. Like, but then you have the person who wants to give it as a gift. They're like, I need this displayed. I need this seller. I need bows. I need like hearts. I need branding. Yeah, this is an ego gift. Yes. It's absolutely. not just a cheap gift. I am trying to win like favor with my mother-in-law. Yeah. I want to take the logic and apply it to vehicles. We all should be driving a 1990 Toyota Corolla because it's the cheapest, most efficient. But there's people with BMWs. There's people with Chevys. There's some unfortunate people with Dodges. There's people with Acres. <laughs> and we're all there trying to fulfill a need or you know meet a need that we have that's different than the guy next to us. And that's why every – not even the 1990 Corolla. I think it comes in two colors, like maroon and uh, old gold. <laughs> I think it's like a tannish color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even in every car, within every car, there's different combinations of interior and exterior and packages yeah. and wheels and stuff like that. And we're all – we're not fighting for the 90s – Toyota Corolla people, although they've got it unlocked. But if you stare at the people wanting the 90s Toyota, then you're going to think, well, I need to discount my BMW yeah, down what's to the, the What's 90s. the point? I, I'm making BMWs. No one wants it. No, you're focused. So imagine discounting the BMW you made down to the Toyota Corolla. Then I'd be like, there's something sh- wrong with the Beamer. And you're going to shut. Yeah, absolutely. You would <laughs> yeah. think that. And then you're going to shut. It's going to shut down because you're, you're operating below your cost. Yeah. You're not making a profit. Uh, so another one, blinders, focus on your winners. Reading through that post, the OP had offered a ton of stuff. And it's it's nice to think the more I offer, the more I'm likely to sell. But psychology and the has studied this and it's analysis, paralysis, the you know, you're not thinking about it. Yeah. I thought I heard this quote. Think long, think wrong. Oh. <laughs> think long, think wrong. So, so when people have too much time to think. They don't buy anything. Yeah. Because who wants to think, like, oh, man, I should have gotten that. I do that all the time. Corey and I are twins. And as twins, our life has suffered greatly. But we would get candy. Yeah. And I would stand. And I, I remember you got this candy that was glued to a paper. Oh. And it, and it came feels- in a sheet. Like, it almost yeah. looked like a really long CVS receipt with candy Absolutely. on it. And we got to the car, because we were at a Crackle Barrel, and Corey and I go our separate ways to find the most amount of candy at the expense of enjoying it. Yeah. And it, she came in with this receipt of these little square candy Candy was dots. trash. This is disgusting. Listen, but I thought to myself, she had more than me. But when I picked it off, the paper the came paper with came it. You were eating disgusting. paper. Yeah. So anyways, there's too many options, but your your logic, the more options, the more I sell, the more, you know, that's why I always say, uh, like niche, sorry, name your price. The niche, when you make something really small, you think, well, there's no way, there's no one here to buy. Yeah. But no, you found a hyper-focused group that is willing to spend their money with just you. Uh-huh. And it's really hard to think, like, if I only sell three things, and that's what you see when these auto, auto companies take off an entire, like, they got rid of the Toyota Avalon. Yeah. And replaced it with the crown. But they were like, hey, we're getting rid of the poor selling cars. There's yes. no point in offering every single car to get every single yeah, buyer. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Just in case that one-off person buys it. That's yeah, not Yeah, then you got an inventory. You got photos. You got an entire marketing team behind a car nobody wants. Yeah. So you get rid of it. And that's when you just focus on your winners. So what's truly – and if you look back at your sales, you'll see what people are buying. The winners in the highest profit margins. Because yes. you can make the winners your highest profit margins by showcasing them more often often than you do the lost leaders. So mm-hmm. everyone has a lost leader. A lot of times it's it depends what your Our business is. Our lost leader, if you guys are wondering, is that $2 transfer club? Because each each transfer is now less uh, less than the cost of two pennies. Absolutely. But I get a lot of people that make accounts on the cookiecollege.com. To make an account, that's, my, that's a lot of clicks. To upgrade your account to an actual membership, that's very few clicks. The lost leader of a grocery store is always those rotisserie chickens. 
Love those rotisserie chickens. Absolutely. I mean, it's like five bucks, but they smell good. They look good. They're easy to get. They're always at the front, but you got to the grocery store. Got to the grocery store. Odds are, do you need a drink to go I with never, that? I've never walked Diet. to a grocery store and gotten a single rotisserie <laughs> chicken. I'm like, if I'm already here and I walk to that parking Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can have your loss leader, whatever that may be. It has to be strategic. Not everything can be a loss leader. Only one thing can. Yeah. And then you can have everything pricey. Do you know why they typically put milk in the back of a grocery store? So you, you need milk. Back. Milk and eggs, they're always in the You back. need them, but you walk through everything to go get them. Odds are you're going to grab a little This strategy, bag. the science behind how a grocery store is laid out and the products <laughs> yeah. within eye level versus the products at your ankles. The products at your ankles, they're <laughs> trash. trash. <laughs> you know you. They're probably like not high profits. They don't sell out. But li- listen, when you go to the kids' lunch, like, you know, the little packaged lunch thing, uh-huh. The the Oreos, the Gushers, uh-huh. they're all like I'm not I'm not the having Gusher a Gusher is right at kid eye level, like <laughs> yeah. it's right around my waist. I'll find it. It gets around my waist later. Those Oreos that are triple stars. the goldfish <gasps> packets. Yeah. I've I've I'm literally supplying uh-huh. goldfish manufacturers. Yeah, pay attention. I took a marketing class in college a couple ten years ago, and the lady was like, "If you." Look at she said the grocery store detergent aisle is it tells you the median income of that area. If gain was always marketed to lower income, I love gain. It's my favorite over Tide. And she said, but Tide is higher price. So if there's more gain options than there are Tide options, you know that the cost of living is lower. In that yeah. Area. If there's more Tide options than gain, then you're at a higher cost of living area. Yeah. But do you see how it's structured? The yeah. grocery store is structured to sell their highest price, the highest profited item mm-hmm. to make it easy to get that, right? Yeah. That's what you can do with your with whatever you're offering. And or, then put it front and center. Look at the menu. Like if I went to Chick-fil-A last night, look at the menu. The things they want to sell are in the center where my car lines up yes. and I can see it. With yeah, the right where you're at. The eye. things they don't want to sell, the salad <laughs> up to the top left in the cupboard. So what they're trying to do there is try, even I was looking at it, the kids menu is lower. Like it's down on the menu. And I think it's to line up with the kids line of sight. You know, the parents are looking oh, at that's that true. number four. Yeah, the little toy right. with so the little ice cream cones. <laughs> same with your marketing. The things you want to sell, put them up front. Mm-hmm. They should be the best sellers, the easiest for you to make, and the highest profit margin. Corey and I, it's cookie classes. You know, it's just what it's just what sells. So you know, I raise the price for all these 2024 classes. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, nobody said a word. No, I never said, hey, guys, cost yeah. of living time going up. I just said, hey, I just posted <laughs> this. is what it is. And people were like, they were just paying. Nobody asked, Nobody said, hey, did you raise this a couple bucks? I yeah. didn't raise it so that the first number rolled over. I only raised oh, the okay. second number. So the concept being, I knew these classes were in the 70s. Now they're 78. They were so the next time you could. Now we're getting close to 80. Yeah. So next year, whenever yeah. I feel like I could roll it up. But now it gives me more elbow room for margin. My yeah. my costs have re- changed only minorly. Mm. But now I can do discounts that I want without touching right. my money. If you offer a lot of flavors of stuff, mm. that's a lot of that's a lot of spices you gotta buy, a lot of extra ingredients you gotta buy. Storage and that stuff is an expiration date. And that's everything you're buying, like if you're running out of something that's expensive, that's a specific ingredient mm-hmm. for something, then that when you go buy it, like, oh crap. Now mm-hmm. I have that. I must have crap. Oh no. Oh, Two bears. Yeah. It's been a rough weekend. That's why I only offer vanilla. <laughs> That's what yeah. you want. That's what I offer. Guess what? No one's really fought me ever on it. So maybe Corey, let's say you guys say, Oh, I would like to offer more. I I disagree with Corey on flavoring. And again, what we say isn't biblical. It's just what yeah. works for our area for our business model. But you could say, well, I want to offer more flavorings. Call them specials. <laughs> Call them a limited time limited special time flavor spread, offering. Yeah. Make it a feature instead of like, hey, guys, I'm offering 20 flavors, but everyone keeps buying this one. And then you're trying to sh- 
force a non-seller the salad of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. What if you pulled up to Chick-fil-A's little menu? Last night, I was pretty late, so I didn't have the kids out. I love it when the kids come up to the car and say, can I take your order? I went to Chick-fil-A for the first time in a long time, and when they came at the door, it scared the bejeebus out of me. Really? That's the fact. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was all right for you. For a while, one of the kids didn't notice about Heather. So every time I pulled up to the pay window, they're like, heater? And I said, yep. <laughs> but uh, imagine you pull up to that menu, and the salad is the biggest photo. It's front and center, and the chicken's on the this, left and right and the bottom. What? Is yeah. it called salad play? <laughs> no. <laughs> they raise their prices because I ordered me and Ruth and go and ordered the exact same thing. And for it was 1901 forever because I thought it was yeah. like a year, and now it's 1935. No one said. Did anything. you go? Did you throw a tantrum? I may get you a coda and a dive. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, focusing on your winners will put your blinders on. I that's another thing. Keep in mind is your competitor could be offering all that and makes you think I want to offer all that. I say focus on your winners. They may have winners that are different than yours. Yeah. You know what your winners are based off of past performance of those products. Uh-huh. And you can look through that. I mean, if you use Square, export that and see what the order is. Yeah. Is it custom vanilla two dozen? That's a winner. Yeah. Um, then, oh yeah, you write this one. Likes don't matter conversion to do. The problem is you see a bunch of likes and comments on someone's post and you feel bad about yours that has maybe two comments, but both people ordered. Immediately hide the likes count. <laughs> right? Here's the thing. Likes don't mean sales. Likes mm-hmm. just mean you hit the algorithm right. Likes mean that you manufactured it like me and Heather do, where I go and send her a post and say, can you go like this real quick? Yeah. Or I, I changed all my profile. Like, <laughs> I want to seem like ethical. So I'm like, wow, twin sister. That has my same name. <laughs> like, You're dead quick. Yeah, I like my twin. <laughs> we don't have the same last name on Facebook. <laughs> Not Mira and Miracle. <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't I know. know. It would just be the same. But when you see people with a lot of, you got to get off your I cannot. What are, who are you texting? You know what I was thinking of another podcast? While you were talking, I had another okay. podcast topic. Okay. What you see is what you sow. So what you post is what you're going to make back. That that's true. Stay tuned for that. Pin <laughs> that one right now. But when you are looking for likes, what we don't care about is a lot of likes. Likes do ha- have a little bit of like it feels good. You know, well, it's feel social little, proof. Social proof. That's what it is. But Facebook, I, I always say like Facebook wants us to behave a certain way. That's why admin assist is like, would you like us to ban everybody who never has a profile picture? Like, yeah. yeah. Facebook's like keep these groups safe. Keep these groups kind. But on the flip side, like, it's like, do you want to hide the likes? Because we know it negatively affects people and you can hide them and nobody has to see I know. Them. Yeah. So Facebook's like, yeah, we don't think the likes matter as much either. We just want people on the platform. Right. Is it engagement that can help boost a post? Yes, but it doesn't mean sales. So when you see a baker that has a ton of likes on a post, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Let me put here. And I, I did not do as I say, not as I do. For the sugar cookie classes that we teach, it did not make us. I made, I think you made a post in December. I did. Uh, I made the post up until the class, but all the way from the last class that I made all the posts for it till January last week, I didn't make any. I know. You did like a happy new year thing. Anyways, so that is terrible. And then I started making posts, get no likes. But here I posted our classes on Thursday or Friday or something. Here's how many tickets we sold. The March 16th class is sold out. Oh, nice. All right. The August 3rd class has sold four tickets. Oh, wow. The October class has sold one and none for December yet, which is a, a bummer for sure. <laughs> here, here's the thing is if you went by the likes counter, then I would have canceled all the classes saying, well, we got two yeah, likes per not post. not good. Mm-mm. It's not the barometer that you need. This conversions and a conversion is uh, somebody that goes from a prospect to a paid client. Yeah. Uh, that is what you need to focus on. So if you... If you have, if you don't have your blinders on for the likes count, you're going to have a weird 
marketing strategy doesn't make a sense to a lot of people because you're following the wrong metric. Yeah. KPI or whatever. You're saying, well, if I don't get a lot of likes on this, my audience doesn't necessarily like it. And that's a fair question to ask, but ask the full question. Am I getting conversions on it though? Is your competitors getting conversions on it? It's so easy to get discouraged because someone's post pops off. And yours does but not. But don't you think right now there's some weird algorithm on Facebook? Okay, guys, you might have seen it too. And I've seen posts going up in the group, uh-huh. so I can confidently say something's something's afoot. Listen, I hit it in December, yeah. and these, I have fallen straight off of it. Yeah. These image posts, single image content posts made to pages, every once in a blue moon will go viral for no reason. And if you ask why, yeah. it's almost don't ask. You almost like don't look at it too much in the face. Right. And it'll be at random. And I can see when the baker is like, whoa, like I saw yesterday in the Facebook group and I think mm-hmm, he reacted mm-hmm. to it in the cookie college. Someone's like, I have no idea what happened with this post, but it look at how many times it was yeah. shared uh, on the sugar cookie marketing page back in October. I was scrolling back. It had gone viral long after we left. Yes. We had like moved on yeah. to other content. Uh, this one, SEM member had dressed up her kids like sprinkles. So I covered up their face and I was like, this is so funny. Like, right. Okay. But when I go back, it's been shared 3,000 times. I know. For I'm- no real point. It it's almost like they the end user is Facebook's prime audience, yes. not you with the business owner. They don't care. So what they're trying to do is see what the audience wants and give them that in their newsfeed. Yeah. And it's doing it through image posts. Do you remember back like maybe five years ago when video posts were all that matter? Absolutely. And, image posts were and then dead. we all pivoted our yeah, content. Yeah, we did videos. And then they were like, no, no video posts and no MP4s to the feed. You got to yeah. do stories. Now TikTok, when I logged in the other day, it says post images that will do 70% better than a video. So now they're trying to bring you back in. And it is mind-boggling for your content schedule because I'm like, I'm trying to do what you want, you know, but test what works and move on. Marketing can't be a single question. What you know, I'm going to post what gets the most likes. That's not a bad question to ask, right? Engagement, likes, say that people like this content. It's literally a representation of I like the content you posted. But it's got to be a comprehensive list of questions. Okay, this one got a lot of likes. Did it lead to conversions? Is conversions what I wanted to happen? Did it not happen? Is this a valuable post? What can I do better? What can I tweak? And then you keep running your content uh-huh. through that. Because if you're just going for likes, good luck if your post goes viral. You'll never figure out why. <laughs> and then you'll be super sad like Corey is when none of them gets <laughs> yeah. seen after that. Um, then we have this one. And if I could... If I could just almost get this as a tattoo for every person who complains about marketing, it's just consistency is key. Yeah. And I'd rather have 10 consistent posts that reach my general audience than one viral post and you make no posts for three months. Yeah. We had one client who started a new initiative every week. It, every week. We never got to let the other one run new. its course. Yeah. So you couldn't say the other mouth. thing. Me who was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was random things, but it was we like as an. As a marketing team, we were whiplash. Yeah, whiplash. But I couldn't imagine what the audience was thinking. The audience, one who doesn't care. I always tell, we had one client that rebranded. And I just said, like, this would be really hard as an a member. I'm I'm confused and I'm knee deep in this. Yeah. And yeah. as your audience, they're going to think you closed. Right. Because you didn't warm them up. You just did on and off switch of a rebrand. One day they came and it was red. The next day it's blue. I would think my warranty is void. <laughs> like that's all I would Absolutely. think as a consumer. 
And we got to put on the audience thing is like consistent consistency. And I know with the the cookie class page, I was inconsistent. And I know that for the next couple of months, I'll be paying that. Price. Absolutely. Definitely not for that March 16th class. <laughs> Here's the thing. We and Heather say like you can have content buckets, but you don't always have to say what the content bucket is to your audience. So like, you know, Tuesday's trash day, you know, like you don't always have to say that out loud because life does get a little busy and you don't want to miss a Tuesday and be like, sorry guys, missing trash Tuesday last week. We're back this week. <laughs> have the content bucket and you silently pull from it. I know the meme bucket always, whenever I'm feeling a little low in the engagement, throw a meme right there and see how it does. Uh, the more hyper-focused you can get them, the more hyper-focused to you. Like if you go to the Sugar Cookie Marketing Facebook page, you're going to see a ton of memes. They're not random. They're always about baking. They will never not be about baking. They're yeah, not about not traffic. You know, McDonald's. You know? Right. It's always very strategic memes. And yeah, a lot of them we have to remake ourselves yeah. so that they fit within our audience. And it's uh, people laugh. I've, in December, I posted a meme a day. You did. And now I feel like it's barren wasteland. <laughs> no laugh reacts. Not there. But you need to be consistent. If you have a new initiative, keep that in your little pocket, but keep yourself true to it. Mm -hmm. If you need to jot down, like, you know, have a little calendar, like post this today, post mm -hmm. this on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It just, it keeps you honest, honest to yourself consistent. and it keeps you consistent. How long does a post technically take you to put that up there? Not very much time, but it is consistency. What I hate seeing on a baker's page is like, sorry guys, I haven't been here around here much. And you have to do this reintroduction. They're like, hello. What? And I, also, please, I'd like your money tomorrow because I'm clearly back because I need yeah, some sales. Yeah, we don't want that. If if at anything, like I want you to have strategy to your post, but if you're like, it's either zero strategy or I'm not posting, right. then post the zero strategy post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of crazy to just be like, and, and, you know, back to that with the consistency, if you're doing about town stuff and you're like, the person didn't do well, so I'm not doing it anymore. You can't do that. You've got to be consistent with the about town <laughs> Listen, stuff. Listen, none of my about town stuff has done well, but it slowly has ticked up uh -huh. over a tiny amount uh -huh. of reach. <laughs> yeah. When you marry all of these concepts together and then you run a Facebook ad that is hyper-targeted, you're going to see good results. And that's what we're doing for this resuscitated group is running an ad to support the content yeah. generation as we tweak the content strategy to see what works. Yes. And we're constantly saying, like, I texted Corey all weekend, like, I don't really like what this one did. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> and then we say, well, let's try something else. So what we're going to do, there's a fancy restaurant that people typically go to Valentine's for. So give a gift card for that. Showcase that. What I like to do is like, what's something that people don't necessarily know you offer here? So the ice cream shop, while they have rotating flavors, they always offer vanilla and chocolate mm -hmm. for the picky eaters out there. You know what I saw this weekend? We had... It does not snow in Virginia. It yeah. did snow twice in one week. Absolutely took this area to screech and halt. I, for some reason, they didn't appreciate the roads. <laughs> so I know it was like slipping and sliding. But I would say the person who had a list of sledable hills they did one. would have locked it down. Absolutely. Because what I saw that day, because I get an admin in this group, is, hey, where can I go sledding? Where am I allowed to go sledding? So imagine, let's take that concept. Here's parking lots where you can teach your kid how to learn how to drive. Yeah. That would be a great one. And again, it's hyper-focused to your local area. It's value-added. And then use a picture of a car, cookie yeah. or something, and then do that. Now you can do not only a value-added post, but a settled Spring is coming around. Playgrounds are just like if your audience is moms with kids, showcasing local playgrounds, there's seven of them in Lake Ridge that you are go. the go-to. I did yeah. do it last year, you but did. I you can do, do it again. dog parks for small dogs. 
We only have one. Yes, we absolutely can. Yeah. So I went to the dog park. I felt so creepy taking videos of people's dogs, which is I watched Corey do it and she's like, hold on. And she takes a deep old breath. (laughs) And she brings out the iPhone. And then you just got to be like, who cares? Sorry, taking a video. (laughs) Content creation. (laughs) It doesn't create itself. (laughs) So, and that's, and if you're like, well, I'm camera shy, I don't want to do that. Then make a little, you can easily, it won't perform as well in some aspects, video and images, groups and stuff. I'd never post a video to a group and expect it to do well currently in this. But I would say that there's no excuse you could – everyone has a cell phone, everyone has a computer. I will say that our local dog park, it was – someone had gifted money to it a million years ago. Okay, so it doesn't really have funding right now. (laughs) (laughs) To get up to the dog park, you have to have good shoes on. Oh, did I go to this one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. If you wear a flippy floppy, you're going to fall out (laughs) of your shoes. So, like, to take a picture and be like, hey, if you're prepared, you know, the parking lot is gravel. Also, you're going to need good shoes that are tied on because you can fall out of their shoes. There's no designated. You want to bring good karma to your business? Organize a day that cleans up a park and pipe it through your bakery. Not you. You're not going to do that. Listen. Other people with a heart. Listen. Not like her. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's consistency that works. Um, if if you put someone who's a better baker next to someone who's a consistent baker. Oof. Give me the consistent baker. Listen. Have me a baker that anytime I call, I get a great rapport. I have customer service. I get a quick turnaround time. I don't care if it's not as great, if it's a better experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I took my car to the dealership yesterday. Okay, dealership. We all know. It's dealership. Charge more mm-hmm. money. But guess what? Did you get a loaner? I didn't have to get out of my car. Someone opened the door for Was me. Was the loaner clean? It, it's brand new. It's 17 miles long. And that's the experience. Of course, willing to pay more, which is kind of where you see if, you, if, you know, if you're a baker and you're like, I want to charge the least amount, obviously, this entire podcast and the Sugar Cookie yeah. Marketing Group, you're not going to agree with. But we're here to maximize profits, minimize costs, have a business that allows you to live the lifestyle that you want, then you're going to want to kind of follow these things and look for that audience that doesn't wince when you raise your prices by two bucks. So in the comment section of the post that this podcast was based off of, someone said, I strongly disagree. We always need to be looking at competition, seeing what they're doing. Not wrong. Not wrong, but you have to come at it with a healthy point of view. Mm-hmm. You can't let it discourage you. You can't let it that stop you. That post was written by a discouraged person. Mm-hmm. And to tell the discouraged person they need to get a microscope out and look at their audience competition mm-hmm. and and just dwell on that, it's going to destroy the baker. Because you have to hit, you almost have to step outside of yourself mm-hmm. and have an attitude of openness. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hate them for making so many sales. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody and I said, like, Oh, yeah, I can tell that this competitor is looking at what we're doing and replicating it. And then add, that's a great strategy. Uh-huh. Like, that is a wise use of their time. You know what was so funny? I had a customer come for December when we did those bazillion DIY kits. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, you're such a famous baker. And I've only been in – I've <laughs> only been in your email center <laughs> Famous baker. I've only been in this area for less than a year. So I'm still growing my client base. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. I said, I've only been here a year. She's like, no, you have like 3,000 followers on Facebook. And I was like, oh, yeah, but that's strewn throughout Northern Virginia. Like she didn't – she saw it as this number that meant something. Whereas I'm in the back end and being like – But it all has to work together because now people are like, okay, so I need likes on Facebook to get sales. You need likes on Facebook. You need followers on Facebook. You need great reviews that match the audience size. When I see a baker that has 100,000 followers – and no likes. My first thing is, I think you must have bought them or you accidentally went viral. Yeah. Into an audience that wasn't going to convert. 
I know. So again, it's a comprehensive outlook on marketing and it does involve peeking over at your competitors and putting blinders on to metrics that do not matter, mm. including their own. What's so good? What was, I, I feel, feel like, like we, we had a lot of passionate energy. about we it. We were very passionate. Was, was it, it so organized? Fluffy? I have a list. Were we on target? We covered every point. <laughs> yeah, but did we, we did over a peaky and a blinder? <laughs> Sometimes when we're listening to the podcast, we – we're looking at our, our numbers. We're looking at strategies. We like to know, like, did we stay on target with that? Was that easy to comprehend? So we like to break it down after, and I usually give the podcast a rating. What would you like to rate this one? 6.5. <gasps> what do you think? What, are, what can Where I were you at? Where were you at? I feel like we were... I think the energy of this one is good because a lot of people like to fall into that slump of, woe is me, nothing's working. And this is kind of one of those ones. You remember Death Ground? That was a great Death one. Death Ground. I feel like there's two types of podcasts. Like, okay, this list I can do. And then one that is based on, like, emotion. This is a cognitive one. Yeah, this is like, it could go either way. List. Like, you could be like, I totally agree with them or I don't agree with them at all. Great. I love for people to question what we say. That's always healthy. But a lot of them, like, one's the year-end list. Here's things. Five it's things just a listy do. list. Right. Where this one out. is like, This is a hey. mental shift. Yeah. But right. I think it's a healthy mental shift for the rest of the year. If you're going to just stare at your competitors, one, it's probably some form of engagement for them. So good, good luck. <laughs> Water on their ground. But if you're just going to stare at them, then you're, you're going to, at the end of the year, I'm going to get your post that says, I just, I, you know, I, the end of that post, you know, the person's like, I'm really busy and my life's happening. Like, oh, that's why it's not, it's yeah. not the $10, it's not the $10 competitor. That is an aspect of it. But a lot of it was the lack of consistency over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And a lot, you know. What I always say is we're not a unique snowflake. Somebody else has had this problem and fixed it. Somebody else has never had this problem because they never created it. Yeah. So any problem that you have in this situation, which is baking, I'm not saying that brain surgeons, our problems can be fixed. Yeah. Our problems can be adjusted. Nothing I haven't seen. Nobody's entering in the baking world and finding a whole new problem. Yeah. That we haven't seen. Now, Facebook <laughs> shut down. We all got big problems. <laughs> yeah. But right now, we don't have big problems. Right. So there, there, it can be fixed. It's not an overnight thing. So don't just implement what you heard today and think that you're going to be a bazillionaire tomorrow. Unfortunately, it does not work that way. Right. But we have no text. Actually, we do have one. I'm just going to read it. I it thought you no said sense. it was crazy. I it's so funny. It says, hi, twins. I'm having an emergency this morning. Please see the pictures below. But the pictures didn't come through. So I just could only imagine. The pictures did not come through? We can't accept pictures on this. It's a voiceover. I In my heart, I want her to think that she sent a, a cracked cake pop and said, help, Corey, you're on this cake pop journey. I would love to know how you overcame your My interpretation of this is they downloaded the cookie class kits before they expired but didn't download them correctly and do not know how to unzip Listen, the file. They want to be with me on my cake pop journey. <laughs> Crack cake pop. My thought is they got a ticket and they're asking me for protocol. <laughs> to get out of your lawyer's info. <laughs> <laughs> Raj. Um, so, yeah, no text. But if you would like to text in, that'd be great. 571-556-5644. A lot of people listen to their Spotify or their Audible mm-hmm. on 2.5 speed, which is ridiculous. I don't even know how your brain can process it. Or 1.5. Mm-hmm. But then they'll be like, click on us without changing that. And they'll be like, yeah, they like they're the twins are super sonic. I don't know how you guys do it. Do we need to work on talking slower? Yes, but it's been 35, 35 years. I feel like the train left the depot. At the end of the day, I don't think I could slow it down. Why do – is it because we're thinking fast? Think fast, huh? Or is it because <laughs> we're trying to talk over each other? that we're not – I just heard someone said, why do people talk fast? Do you feel obligated to talk slow right now? 
Now I, I do, do feel obligated. I feel like we need to They talk. said if you don't talk slower, you're not allowing people to have the chance to understand what you're saying. 100% agreed. I talk so fast to Arch and Nate. No wonder I'm frustrated with them. They're still trying to see what I said two sentences ago. <laughs> I talk so fast that the number one response to anything I've ever said in my life has been what? And yeah. it gives me a shot to rewrite. Have it. a child and you wish you didn't have the what? shot to rewrite it. What? Archer's instinct knee-jerk reaction is just to say what? I think he's like, if I say what, she says it again and I, I don't know. He does say what a lot. He does say what. I Today I stopped kind of fast in the car because traffic was stop and go. And I said, oh, sorry. Like, because everything said, flew forward into the front. <laughs> Archer's now in the front. And he said, what? I said, I said, sorry. Corey. And he was like, oh, I thought he said Archer. What? <laughs> sorry and Archer spoke quickly enough. So I, for the Facebook lives, actually Kim Sims taught yes. a Canva live yesterday and it was really comprehensive. Was good. And you said, oh, well, I missed it. I didn't know you guys posted it. You can watch the replay. There's a spreadsheet that I keep of every Facebook live. Did ever you hear talk. someone said in the comment section, yeah, oh, back to the good old days. Yeah. You got to remember when you posted. You probably post- did that meme and, and everyone slouched I over. Have it. <laughs> the Facebook lives and the group are taught by group members who have just bestowed upon us the gift of their knowledge. And people say, well, I don't know enough. No, it's not that you even know mm-hmm. enough. Maybe you made a biggest enough mistake that yeah. you can tell us all how not mm-hmm. to make. Kim, uh, Kimberly? You yes, know, the, bake, uh, the crazy baker yeah. calendar. She's like, I t- think last year she taught a whole class <laughs> of things. Her a crazy baker, crazy baker, and takes pictures, and takes calendars. <laughs> she does the Barbie calendar. <laughs> yeah, she taught a whole class on mistakes not to make it a cookie class based off her reality yeah. of mistakes she made. And, and honestly, that it. is fantastic. You know, you can learn from people who's done it great, and you can learn from people who make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to teach Facebook Live, one, it makes the community. I'm going to start pointing place. fingers and making people do it. Oh, that's what we did last year. It's sugarcookiemarketing.com forward slash I want to say that we need to make a post that says nominate someone you think would be a great. <gasps> Ew, yes. That's let's good. do that's it. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to do it today. <laughs> and that'd be great. So, But there's over 150 Facebook lives taught from a gamut. Some of it's actually, you're allowed to teach bake-alongs. We might need to redo our cookie class one. It's been a hot minute. We should. That was three years ago. Yeah. We should teach. Oh, it's about that time. Oh, maybe we should teach the Facebook one. Yeah. Let's put our, let's call ourselves out first on this list. Okay. Okay. But we'll make other people call themselves out first. Okay. That's a good one. We should, we should do what we practice. What we we should. Moving on to that. So that Facebook live, you can find it in the past events. There is a spreadsheet. If you search Facebook live in the group, you'll find Mm -hmm. it. It's usually posted by me. If you cannot find it, just at Heather Miracle, can I get a link to the Facebook list of lives? Also, I always put them on the Google calendar. You do. You know. Very consistent. Yeah. Do we have anything upcoming for the cookie? The cookie college has its own podcast. Mm -hmm. People are very surprised about that. And I have kept Heather's foot to the fire. We're going four weeks strong. Heather is, when we talk about consistency, I am the consistent twin. Oh, you're a locomotive. You don't head off always in the right direction, but you will get there. I, and you will get there full speed. <laughs> I would say to people, if only people could know how you work, they'd get out of there. <laughs> but we do have a uh, Cookie College podcast. Heather used to do it by herself. It was so dry. Even somebody, bless a little Cookie College ladies all, Shelly. She was like, yeah, it's a different vibe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different vibe out there. you're like, hey, like what? My stuff. I know. It's really hard to talk to yourself. It's hard to talk to yourself. And sound fun and exciting. Yeah, by yourself. I know. I did teach a class 
last week on creating a free email using your domain. Yeah. And using filters, it taught in a little advanced level, nice. and using filters without and to direct that email to a specific place. I did see you clean up some emails. I did. Yeah, I, did. I said, <laughs> saw that. that. My favorite course that I've ever taught and changed my own little life was the Gmail tips and tricks. Inbox zero means there's zero emails in your inbox. Did you know someone said it technically that they heard that it meant you spent zero time managing your inbox? That's what it relates to. Yeah. yeah. Like the concept of only touching email once. That means when an email comes in, it either gets responded to, archived, or deleted. Yeah. So Corey and I share an inbox for the cookie classes. And since I was resuscitating that page, <laughs> I cleaned out the inbox, replied to. And so one thing nice. I implemented this year that I didn't do last year is an autoresponder. And the autoresponder says, hey, we checked this email on Friday. But in the meantime, here's all our classes oh, nice. and a list, a link to the nice. FAQs that we've Yeah. And it's usually just people like wishing a class was on a day that it was mm-hmm. not. <laughs> a lot of private classes. So it says, hey, unfortunately, we're not teaching private classes uh, this year. So here's some babies you can reach out to. <laughs> unfortunately, we don't want your money. but Listen, okay. I like your money, but I didn't want that much of it. <laughs> But so that was what I did to kind of implement that. So in the cookie college, a lot of people say, well, is it just about baking? No, it's actually mostly about business. And the classes that I teach, one class I'm going to sneak in this week or next, is you're starting to see that Gmail and Yahoo on February 1st are implementing a change in which your emails, your newsletters may not reach the inbox unless you do these steps, which is adding a DMARC record to your DNS of your domain. The concept being, if you own your domain, which yeah. you should if you have one, and you're sending an email from that domain, yeah. this is the proof that the two are owned by the same person. Oh. Because sometimes you, you so know. So it kind of adds credential to it. It does. It says, this is safe. This yeah. person is sending this email. Because sometimes hackers will send emails to a newsletter but don't own the domain. Yeah. So Google says, well, we hate spam. It's kill- Our end users hate it. Yahoo, oddly, too. Yahoo woke up, I guess. Said, oh, my goodness. Yahoo. We have people who have subscribed. (laughs) People are still, we're still here. Uh, So both of those, but they're saying it's going to affect a lot of people. And Gmail being our biggest email client, people, you guys get the Wednesday, Wednesday newsletter. So you were to get this line of code from your email sender. It's not something that's like it can't give you. It's just going to be unique. You're going to go to your domain, update your DNS record, and put this DMARC record, click save, and it's going to cause emails to get delivered still, right? Oh, that's so great. So in the Cookie College, that would be such an annoying podcast episode. But in the Cookie College, I can walk people through how to do it because you should do it. Yeah. It is where the industry is moving to. So why not do it? We want our emails to get where they're going. Yeah. And in the podcast for the college, we talk about why you'd want that versus mm. should I do it? Yeah. So saying, the cookie college podcast is what is this and do I need it? Yeah. Versus Before you sit down and take the class. Exactly. Instead of having me like, okay, now you should see something on your top right corner. <laughs> That's very hard to visualize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I know. Let's go to a sponsors. Uh, Gotta say, Bakery Bake is sold out of five Let me see. She match. is sold out. Of- Bakery Bake, while Corey searches, is a royal icing meringue powder that has everything you need to be the best baker possible. Without it, you are nothing. You are nothing. Anyway, code TWINS at checkout saves you 10%, which should cover cost of shipping. But people want that five-pound bag. She's been sold out. She's still sold out. Courtney Post, I know you're not listening to this. But if you are, please, please give, give us, us what powder. we need someone said i just they were like can you email her and i was like love her to death like she doesn't reply to me my emails either and they're like but she has such a great product i just really want her to win i know she will definitely win because she has the best but i will say you can get it for 10 percent off now using code twins at checkout thanks i just said that but i liked hearing it twice i know it's because that was a rude comment <laughs> what oh, we wanted to win give us our give us our five give us our 
up next up is Acor Backers. Acor Backers is a food safe backdrop. If you're trying to make a ton of content from one set of cookies, Acor Backers is there for you. I have been taking branded photos for Heather to make my website all they week long. They've been exactly what I wanted. What two? I've been using two backdrops. Orange. Is that what's called orange? It's called orange. And? Lemon and white matte. Here's the thing. I wanted Corey. Corey's been begging for the website. And I wanted, I said, listen, I'll do the website if your product photography matches this branding vibe that I want. Listen. She took that challenge. Listen. And like the locomotive she is. There was, I made so many. I made macarons, cookies, cake pops. You did Eddie. Cake bites, Eddie cookies. I need to do one more piped logo cookie piped so i can logo. show the difference between eddie and piped well, could you pipe that cookie that you printed and just do a piped version of it that'd I, be cool the word thank you is so tiny i can't but i could do the rest just of leave it. off the word thank you yeah. and then in the product description it'd be like details. yeah that's what i'm gonna be able to oh. to do yeah so time, really please. used a core backers really made that so much better than well, what it was you have to care house models <laughs> Or like I know. Run around to by the floor. Yeah. Or so because my logo brand colors are the orangish, I was able to use two backdrops because you can buy an L bracket and stand them up. So my cake pops have oh, orange the behind cake them. People, you it have pop. to do. Yeah. It's but Acor sells different sizes of backers to account for larger baked products. Yeah. Or, you know. I know we talk about baked products, but you do product photography. The cake pops have taught me. It, I usually do flat lay photos for cookies because cookies mm-hmm. lay flat. But this cake pop journey I'm on Dimension. has been Height. able to teach me length with like how to take a taller photo. Mm-hmm. Props are usually technically not very tall. Well, so yeah. how can we incorporate some props to take up some of the dead space? And also camera angles. So you could do a flat prop with a height uh-huh. product focus uh-huh. and take it from an angle like, I don't know, 45 degrees yeah. out from the ground. She has so many different backdrops. Something for everyone out there. You can use code SUGARCOOKIE and save 20% at checkout. If you see any of the photos I've taken, they've been on a quarterbacker. Mm. So if you like that look, I like you can shop their stuff. I like that. How is your January going? Like for New Year, New Me, like how is that going? What am I doing for myself? Are you asking me or are you telling me? Well, what? Like, like I feel is great. January, like you're like charging, you're tired. I am, I'm always tired. I yeah. love sleeping. You do. I really love it. But as right, far as. lit up with that. Oh, yeah. I was even thinking about it last night. Like, I'm not a world, world traveler, but in my dreams, I go everywhere. Really? Yeah. Were David you? Damerall was in my dreams last really? night. Three. Four. <laughs> he was in our kindergarten class. <laughs> I think about him all the time as well. <laughs> I don't know. I just love sleeping. No bills can get to me. No work can get to me. I can literally turn it all off, and then go somewhere in my dreams. Okay, you have an unhealthy relationship to sleep. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. So what, your January is going well? I'm being more strategic. DIY? We are. Mm-hmm. I need you to add that to my little job form because I mm-hmm. want to be more organized versus just So you being more money. organized is my job. Do you want half Yeah. Okay. But then, okay. <laughs> I didn't make you do that in December, and it was right in the booty hole. <laughs> there. Okay. How much are you pricing that? So it'll just be that we'll, – we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I almost got into the lunch conversation. Uh, but our last but not least is Eddie, the edible printer. I did take branding photo shoots using an Eddie cookie. You, can you incorporate – can you take some branded shoots of Eddie himself? Just craft, just corner. He's so big. No, he is. I know. How would I put him on something that doesn't look bad? Here's my thought. Not his whole body. So let's say you have white backdrop, orange – 
background, right? And Eddie's corner on there, just it, for the logo. Yeah. And just he's off to the right, but taking him just so I can make a, a I will page. Have try my best. I think you can, and that's your little challenge. <laughs> challenge. Uh, but I did have an Eddie order this past week, which went fantastic. Heather made me a little it wasn't a centered logo because I just needed to put these bad boys on Eddie. So it was like the logo multiple times. So no matter where I put the cookie, he just printed it out and it was Yeah, it was logo. a it's Photoshop. You can create patterns. So I created a so pattern. So it was a pattern. Yeah. So perfect. It went it went great. And then I hand piped. It was really nice to have an Eddie printed pattern to diversify just a pipe. I actually think it adds dimension to an order to incorporate both piped and Eddie. Absolutely. And I know some corporate people just want Eddie or some people just want to make piped cookies, but I think mixing them together. Well, is they actually- placed an order just for Eddie cookies for the end of February for the mm-hmm. show that oh, they'll be on. Oh, which they I think they'd done last year. Yeah. And I said I can do Eddie and I can do just hearts, but because I can't do the company letters. she's re- re- referring to is the same one that rebranded, the, you know, and the old logo was super easy to pipe. I know. The new logo is so Cannot, complicated. Could not. Another awesome reason why way. I said your audience is confused. So you I are. could only pipe the tagline, home is where the heart is. Yeah. But I could not. The logo was I way too Because you were like, can you make it a, like a – I said – you said, can you make it a pattern? I thought they had like a symbol. No. no it's a part well, I would call that in marketing a favicon, and I made one for them back on, when yeah. we were on the website. But I was like – it, it's still not their logo, and I don't think they'd like it. Oh, know. Complicated know. logos, people. I'd love to tell you guys. From a branding perspective, stay away from them. Try to make it as simplistic as possible. That's me. Look at Google. It's just a word. Yeah. And it has four colors. And it has a G. Look no, at Apple. Know. It's an Apple. <laughs> like, if the big brands are keeping it kind of simple, I would encourage people to keep it pretty It just simple. makes it easy to have brand recognition. And to incorporate that one company we worked with, this brand was so complicated, they couldn't get it stitched on their clothes. Yeah. So yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that is our three sponsors. Definitely partake in all three. They bring the podcast to you each week. Without them, I would be at home right now. Yeah, and you guys would not have this podcast you're not listening to. So, <laughs> do you have a 20 trust? Twin trust? Trust? I did my, I completed my purge, my donation thing. Mm-hmm. And now I've gone to the, I think I talked about this in the last podcast. Corey has this Facebook group. We're trying to resuscitate it. Mm-hmm. Give it away Wednesday, mm-hmm. content bucket. I know yours. You gave away my scooter. Can you take it with you when you're out? <laughs> with my rental? Yeah, put in the rental. My loanie? Yeah, I think it capsized. I'm just uh-huh. Okay, yeah, you can put it in the loaner. Yeah, so like Ben giving away, here's my thought. I can have the nicest thing in the world. I can love its beautiful thing that I own. But if I'm not using it, it is a waste of not only my space, which has a cost to it, yeah. and my mental clutter, uh-huh. but it's also a waste for the product not to be in the hands of somebody who can use it. And this thought is going to, like, I have, like, some nice purses and bags. Uh-huh. And they're real well kept. Some of them are hardly used because they kept them. But what a waste. Now somebody, I would almost want it to go to somebody who uses it with reckless abandon. Yeah. I want it to have tattered holes in it yeah. by the end of its life. But they're like, I loved it so much. Right. And I used it and it increased my quality of life while also increasing Heather's quality of life because I didn't have to do, mm-hmm. to look at it and feel bad that I didn't I did take it. a tip from you. Really? Go in on. In order Why from Amazon. Those little cord binder things. Velcro. I didn't do it. It wasn't Velcro because I said Velcro is a little pain in the booty. But it's like you wrap it around and then you can like lock it on itself. So it can be different sizes. So you can wrap it small or cord management. Cord do they you know where the cords go to? No, know. that's a, a new. That's a whole other initiative, and that's what I've been working on. Is I know connecting the cable to it, the product to it comes thing. with. But 
I do like not fishing through cables. I know. A lot of the cables are redundant. The annoying thing to me about USB-C, is your new iPhone a USB-C or is you still got that old I saw port? the old one. Well, now everything's moving to USB-C, I but know. cables. Wait, is this USB-C? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah then Archer's is the old one. Yeah, this is yeah. USB-C. Yeah, so if, yeah, Apple got in trouble because they were doing proprietary stuff, so everyone had to carry around yes. 50 cords. So as we move over to universal USB-C, the problem with that one is the cables are rated for different things. That You know, sometimes you plug I in a cable know. and it says data yeah, Archer's, transfer. Archer's just charges so fast. So I steal his cord all the time. Well, you, yeah, and some of them are super fast, fast charging. Yeah. The brick matters as well. That's connected to the cable. So if you're using a that brick. That brick thing with the endings always being different, like USB yeah, or yeah. that. I think the super fast is a USB-C end to the brick and a USB-C to the phone. Oh, Pinterest. So they have to match I, and they have to do, but they're all rated for something. Yeah. Good luck finding it. After you take it out of its package, dead. You have I know. No idea. You're just guessing. Uh-huh. It's just a guessing uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. I've used Ruth Ann's brick. The thing, I don't know where she got this from, what Dollar General she got this thing from. While I'm like charging it, I was trying to use my phone, like watch TikToks or something. Yeah. And it was like 4%, 3%. Like, wow, <laughs> sucking up more power than I did. My twin trust is I went on search for cake pop packaging. Okay. There is a cake pop. So I've been putting them in just a Stello bag, which is annoying because the Stello bag is flat. K-pop is round. Mm, so you see like no. it's got those two little ears what on the side. What did you find? A round K-pop bag? No, it's a square bottom that has a piece of foil at the bottom. So you put it in and it maintains the shape so you can mm, actually. Oh, that sounds like I will have money. to do a video. They just came in yesterday. Not expensive, really. You know, I want to say that maybe either Clear Bags or Nashville Wraps actually sells them, oh. but I bought them in a smaller package because I didn't know if I was going to like them from someone who was reselling okay. them, so it was more expensive. I'll let you know. That would be great to know. But my balls are balling, so they're pretty thick, pretty are big. Are supposed to be? I don't Wait, know. What's the going size? I guess we talk about cookie and 3.5 is the average. What's people the use molds. Some people don't use molds. They just weigh it out. Oh, weight is probably interesting, but then your ingredients, your recipe would have a great – if you have a recipe with heavy ingredient density, wouldn't you have a smaller cake ball? No, so they're For they're weight. making the where they're making all and then they're putting that ball on the weigher and then rolling it and it's all the same size because it's the same weight. Right. But let's say the, there was a cake pop association and mm-hmm. they said the average size, if we priced it per weight, then if somebody had a denser recipe, their cake balls would be smaller. Because they're all made almost the same. Yeah. With a cake. Yours are of. getting big. Yeah, but I'm big using old. a mold. Oh. That's a small mold. <laughs> <laughs> they are volley, aren't they? They're very, they, if Two volleys. When you had these really long sticks and those are <laughs> If you hit somebody with that, they get a bruise. <laughs> Are they too big? I don't too know balling? what the rate is. I never even thought about the dimensions. I guess because you're doing like circumference. Are you good? Yeah, I don't know how you guys are doing that. They're very would be, round. They're very round, but they're very dense. <laughs> if you packed in, because I didn't realize cake balls Did you think that a shorter stick? I, li- I felt like the a longer stick, stick with a big ball looks funky. <laughs> I thought it felt high quality with a long stick. You know, like when you go and you get a long ice cream spoon and yeah. something, you're a British and Dairy Queen <laughs> blizzard. Please flip my blizzard upside down. I'd like to see if it's thick. No, I thought it was high quality. I thought the cake ball itself was heavy. Like it was dense. Like there's definitely yeah. weight to it. Which, But I think it's the concept of the mascara one. If you weight the mascara one's packaging. But I will fun. say Starbs is a smaller ball. They, everything about them is small and lightweight. And <laughs> <laughs> they got some air bubbles in their thing, which I, there must be a baked b- ball 
frame for the oven. Yeah, but there's the Starbucks is not baking their balls. No? They're not baked balls. I bet you're right. Yeah. They're squishled. They're squished. I didn't realize you guys were like saying like, hey, let me take this bread and squish it. I, <laughs> I did that in kindergarten with our bread and it turned <laughs> no, into a dense it. little ball. I will say the shoulder workout to oh, squish really? that. That's I'm why people sure. are doing it in their mixers or whatever to trying to get it to at least a pasty face. I've been doing it by hand and like oh, I could I do an Ironman marathon right now. With your hand, and maybe come in 30th. <laughs> <With> your fingers. <laughs> she ran the whole thing with her index <laughs> fingers. That is the podcast. We'll see you next Tuesday. But if you guys wanted to get more of this, you can always check us out by signing up to the cookiecollege.com with the highest level membership. That not only includes all the 2023 class kits, it also includes the 2024 class kits, which we're dropping a new one first week of February. It'll be the luck of the ice. Luck of the ice thing. All right, guys, round of